Hey guys, welcome to the newest episode of the SaaS Sessions podcast. I have an amazing guest today from the beautiful Australia. I have Joanna Inge. So she's passionate about digital marketing and she's been in this space since 15 years. She's the co-founder of Hat Media, which is based in Australia, which is a growth-driven marketing agency with clients including Canon, Lenovo, Pepsi, Dell, EMC and more. She's also she also runs Frisbee, which is a video production agency, and sort of which is what we are going to talk about today on the podcast about you know videos or virtual events or webinars per se. So hey, jo- Joanna, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thanks for the introduction. <laughs> so, is there anything you want the listeners to know about you? Uh, what do you do? I think you pretty much covered it really well. So I've pretty much been in the digital marketing space for the last 15 to 16 years with my own company, which is mainly Hat Media, and we specifically focus on SaaS and technology clients in the B2B space. And like you said, video marketing and specifically webinar marketing is something we've been pretty focused on, and it's with. right now what's going on in the world it's definitely something that's been trending a lot in the, simply in the last 24 hours even wait so yeah and can you t- can you tell us more about like white hat media and uh, what do you do yeah yeah sure well we got started back before facebook was even alive oh. mainly mm-hmm. doing google adwords and seo and building websites with the user in mind We've come a long way since then, um, and I think partly the reason for our success has just been being able to adapt and adopt new technologies. You know, mainly in the content marketing space and the marketing automation space as well. So we now very much focus on content marketing. We utilize tools such as HubSpot, Eloqua, Pardot, and Salesforce. We do all types of social media marketing. LinkedIn specifically, as well as Facebook and Instagram. So we've definitely come a long way since 15 years ago when uh, none of that was actually around. Nice. That's that's really great. Yeah, and talking about like you know the current situation in the world and like you know what how B two B market companies are you know sitting mm-hmm. through this situation. I think there's one one new channel which is really trending, which is like webinars. So do you think like it's like in the side guys like the this whole channel the the webinar like its time has come and like you know most of the companies who would not uh, include webinars in their marketing channels uh, or marketing strategies before are now implementing Absolutely. Yeah, I mean yeah. yeah no totally I mean even before covid-19 webinars they weren't as trending back then so just to give you perspective on this just in the last 24 hours there's been over 10,000 searches for the word webinar and if you look at google trends data back in december last year or even january of this year the trending score was 5 out of 100 which is extremely low if you look at it right now it's 100 out of 100 which is the highest rank you could possibly get so i think a lot of companies and businesses are realizing you know obviously we can't be doing events we can't be doing uh, sales meetings because we have to implement social distancing webinars is really the only way to go and 
in the software industry specifically, they were the leaders in webinars already. They had the highest percentage of companies that were using and utilizing webinars at about 29%. So now that percentage has definitely grown and other industries have caught on. And I think if you're not doing webinar marketing right now, you're definitely falling behind your competitors and it's something you should definitely look at and utilize. Awesome. So like how, how should a startup or you know, how should a company who has never done webinars before can get started with webinars today? Yeah, I mean, you can get started just by firstly educating yourself. I mean, you've more than likely been on some existing webinars. If you look at content from the likes of Zoom, on 24 and also WebEx, you'll see quite a lot of engaging content that they provide on how to utilize webinars. You can also go on our, our own Hat Media website and look at the webinar uh, marketing plan landing page just to see eight crucial points that you should be focusing on when doing webinars. And just to give you a few, one of course is you should make sure that in the webinars, the content that you share is very much top of funnel and it focuses on solving your buyer personas pain points. One mistake that a lot of software companies make specifically is they use the webinar and most of the time in that webinar to share the features of their software, which can be quite boring and it's not very engaging, especially people that have come along to watch, you know, content that's supposed to help them. So my recommendation is find out what your customer's biggest pain points are and aim to solve that problem first in your webinar. So put together the content strategy, put together your deck. You then have a really good idea of what you're gonna be talking about. So firstly, get your content right. Make sure it solves problems. The second step really is finding out which platform you want to use. And you can use anything um, such as Zoom and On24 and WebEx, it really makes no difference, but make sure you watch webinars from those specific platforms. Just to give you an example with Zoom, they take you through a really good webinar of some of their features. So you get an understanding of how to create more engaging webinars. For example, you can use the polls or the question and answer tool, or even the chat box within the webinars. And for somebody who's doing a webinar for the first time, they wouldn't be familiar with that. So um, really good to just jump on those webinars and familiarize yourself with some of the, the tools that you can utilize. You need to think about how you're gonna promote your webinar. Where are your buyer personas? So if you're in the B2B space, then obviously you need to be sharing this on LinkedIn. Uh, mm -hmm. One thing you can do is create an event on LinkedIn where people yeah. can find it and join mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. um, make sure that they're registering, you know, on a platform like Zoom, for example, they have to fill out a form. So make sure they're filling out that form so you know exactly who they are and Zoom can deliver email reminders to them just to remind them that the webinar's coming up and it does a, a seven day prior uh, reminder as well as 24 hours and one hour prior to the webinar as well. So it's really right. important to make sure your uh, registrations are getting those reminder emails. Otherwise, they'll completely forget about the webinar. I think uh, these are some great uh, best practices that, you know, people can follow. Like, you know, if they're just uh, getting started with, uh, you know, webinar marketing uh, generally. So, so like, 
as you said right so this so webinar should when you're starting out webinar should be like you know top of the funnel and which should attract or which should solve like a pain point so what do you think about you know involving an influencer into this webinar so for example let's say if you are in the in if you are in b2b sales mm-hmm. like your product is selling to say uh, sales guys right in the b2b space so you know calling calling someone like who's a sales leader from a from a big company to you know to talk about the pain points that your product solve yeah, or maybe about the industry on the webinar and, and like doing the webinar with the, this person and like just to drive traction so what do you think about you know using influencers for webinar i think that's an absolute brilliant idea i much prefer running webinars when i have guests on the webinar as well so just to give you some insight I, late last year, I ran a selling SaaS webinar and my um, content probably lasted about 20 to 30 minutes and it was very much about marketing and selling your SaaS and using lead gen mm-hmm. and lead nurture tactics. But then I really wanted to give a um, holistic approach to selling software to my audience. So I actually invited a guest that used to work at Salesforce and also HubSpot and she, Laura Sully from HubSpot at the moment, she very much talked about how to use the tools to retain your customers. And then I also had another guest, Stuart Marshall, who's an, uh, he's basically been a software engineer for the last uh, 25 years. So he actually took a completely different approach and he looked at it from the software side of things. And mm-hmm. I think having those different guests with uh, different expertise, it definitely added so much more value than what I could have done on my own. My last webinar as well, it was, I, I spoke mainly about customer journeys and I invited a social selling expert, Joe Escobedo from Singapore on it. Um, and he had some amazing insights to add. So I think definitely if you can approach influencers or even guests um, that you can find on LinkedIn, uh, number one, it does make your webinar a whole lot more valuable and entertaining but also it allows you to tap into their audiences as well. So they can share news of this webinar on their LinkedIn portal. So you do end up getting a lot more registrations. So I think, I think you just talked about like, you know, getting this more registrations for the webinar. So more registrations is uh, a good thing mm-hmm. that means there are more leads for you, but how do yeah. you go about, you know, determining the ROI for the webinar? Yes, absolutely. So um, definitely if you can link and integrate your uh, webinar platform to your marketing automation platform, that's a really good start. Personally, I use Zoom for my webinars and I use HubSpot for my marketing automation. So those two integrate natively together. So anybody that registers for my webinar, all of a sudden I have them in my HubSpot platform. I have a workflow there where I can email nurture them as well. And they go into my CRM and I can track every step of the way. Um, We know what actions are they taking and how long does it take them to become uh, a customer? So that's, that's really great. And like, you know, in terms of, so you have done a lot of webinars for yourself and for, you know, helped other mm-hmm. companies run webinars as well. So what's like the typical conversion rate that you would see, you know, in terms of registrations to attendee and in terms of attendee to, you know, getting a connect post webinar. Because I think yeah. most of the people would be who are just starting out, uh, you know, to do webinars. They, mm-hmm. they would They would want to know what are the, you know, good conversion rates that they can see. 
Yeah, absolutely. I've definitely noticed with webinars, the conversion rate goes up extensively when you compare it to uh, if you were to do ebooks, for example. So think of it as an alternative to ebooks. So instead of capturing people into your marketing automation platform through ebooks, uh, you do it through webinars. And what does that do? All of a sudden, you get a higher uh, registration rate because a lot more people, especially now, they much prefer to watch a webinar and kind of sit back and relax and take that content in over the space of, say, 45 minutes to an hour instead of having to download an ebook, you know, possibly printing it out and then reading it. What's good for the advertiser as well is with webinars, you know that people have actually attended and watched the whole content that you're sharing with them. Whereas with the ebook, you're not sure if they have read it. You know they've downloaded it, but most of the times down the track when you do get in touch with them, you actually realize that they haven't read the ebook. Uh, it's just been sitting on their reading list for a while. So in terms of how many people actually register and then engage with your content, it's the conversion rate is a lot higher for webinars. In my personal experience as well from, for myself and for my clients, I've noticed that with webinars, the sales length cycle actually shortens. So normally in the B2B space, you can expect to close clients anywhere between six to 24 months, really depends on the industry and also what kind of clients are you targeting? Are they at the enterprise level or are they at the startup level? So what I've noticed is the use of webinars uh, brings that sales conversion cycle closer to six months as opposed to 24 months. So it definitely works better to close leads quicker. Great. And so, can you tell us more about the first webinar cycle that you run typically on, on the leads that, that are generated from a webinar? Yeah, so the very first webinar, I suppose, is you, you have to make it, once again, you have to solve their pain points and you have to solve their internal pain points, like what's keeping them up at night, what's going to help them with their day-to-day -day tasks, how can you help them? So. Mine, because I'm in the digital marketing space, I very much focus on, you know, how do you do marketing automation? How do you generate leads through webinars? How can you sell your software? You know, if you're at the startup level, what can you do yourself just to really scale and get that initial ARR before you go ahead and hire an agency to help you with that? So what do I do? I obviously first focus on that content. I do some research around what does my buyer persona actually want to hear? What are, what are their pain points that I can solve? Once I've got my deck ready, I um, pretty much promote it through LinkedIn because that's where my buyer personas are. So I create an event. I do quite a bit of social media posting around the webinar. I share it. And yeah, I, the main thing I think that helps as well is partnering with other guests and influencers because they can then share it with their network of people as well. So usually we get over a four week period, which is how long I recommend you market a webinar for, especially in the last week. Cause what you notice with webinars is you probably get 59% of registrations in the last seven days. People really register in that last seven days. If it's any uh, greater than that, they kind of ignore it. They feel like it's too long a time for them. 
So really you need to ramp up your advertising and promotion of the webinar in the last seven days prior to the webinar. So I, I do a little bit of advertising around it. And then I think one of the most important things that people fail to realize is it's really important what you do after the webinar. And yeah. after the webinar, I recommend reaching out to the people that attended the webinar, just through LinkedIn emails, for example, you can connect with them and just ask them for feedback on the webinar. What did you think of the content? Do you have any questions? So it really opens up a lot of conversations and especially because you know they've attended and you know they've consumed all of that content, it really gives you um, a much further down conversation that you can have with them. It's not a cold conversation. It's warm. They've, they've already heard you speak for a good 45 minutes and they're very much open to, you know, continue that conversation. I totally, I, I'm totally with you there, you know, in, so, so the post, post webinar cycle or post webinar actions are very, very important. So once you've mm -hmm. done the webinar, it's just not like, you know, it's like done and then, uh, that, you know, and then you move on to the next webinar. It's uh, really, really important to have, you know, post-webinar cycle, which will help you generate, you know, good ROI from the webinar that you have done. So, which which brings to the point, like, you know, about about repurposing of webinars. So, or, or you know, making webinars available on demand. So, which makes them like an evergreen channel. So, most of the content, most of the webinars that you do or that any company would do, like you know the, the content discussed in the webinar would you know be be relevant uh, even after the webinar has been done for another mm -hmm. six six months or a year or so so do you think like it's a good uh, practice to you know repurpose your webinars or you know uh, keep them on available on demand even after the live webinar has been over so that people can go and watch it Absolutely spot on. And this is something I recommend to a lot of my clients. Uh, I say don't go ahead and produce, you know, blogs or ebooks or articles. Do a webinar and transcribe what the conversation was because more than likely you can use a platform like, like Zoom to record it or even just transcribe through your mobile app like Otter. An app like Otter can transcribe it really well. And then take that and turn it into an ebook and turn it into, you know, some blogs as well. You can definitely repurpose it, turn it into some social media content as well, just um, small posts on LinkedIn, for example, and then with a link back to the full webinar that people can go ahead and download if they are interested in your posts. You can also make the webinar on demand. So you don't have to be doing live webinars, you know, every week or every month. You can do one bit of content. I'd say I personally, I like to do them every two to three months, but I think you can go as long as six months using the same bit of content from the one webinar. So I think yeah, the, there are a lot of best practices and a lot of things that we discussed so that that would really help someone to get started on the webinar front and use this as a you know as a main channel of marketing the main marketing strategy great so so now we i have like a few questions for the lightning round or the rapid fire questions so maybe you can answer uh, something which comes onto your mind immediately mm -hmm. so so joanna like what's your favorite book uh, that you would recommend to the listeners since everyone has got a lot of time on their hands 
Oh God, I've got so many at the moment and they're all, I'm reading three books at the same time and I just, I'm a massive book nerd. So it really depends what I'm in the mood for, but at the moment and given the situation at the moment with COVID, one book that I absolutely recommend everybody purchase right now and read is called The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. It really brings things into perspective for you and it really allows you to have that mindset to deal uh, with difficult times and yeah, definitely recommend it. And if you're in the software space, one book that I'd highly recommend you get, it's called uh, From Impossible to Inevitable, How SaaS and Other Hypergrowth Companies Create Predictable Revenue. And it's written by Aaron Ross and Jason Lemkin who's the founder yeah. of Sasta. I think you mm -hmm. may have heard of that one. <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're actually having Aaron Ross on one of our webinars uh, shortly. <laughs> oh, cool. So what keeps you going? Like, what's the motivation for you? <laughs> Probably my children. They don't uh, let me stay in bed for too long. So that's one thing. I suppose my dream, I think my 10 year goal is to create my own SaaS. So the fact that I can help SaaS at the moment and just learn as much about them as possible definitely keeps me going. All these innovations, I absolutely love learning about all these innovations and new technologies that come out and just help everybody's lives by simplifying them and just by improving them and making us more productive. That's really great. And like what, what's the one thing that you would, you know, tell your 25 year old self, like if you could call your 25 year old self, what would you say to them? <laughs> I'd say if you thought you were busy, then uh, you're kidding yourself. You can definitely do more with your time. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, thanks a lot, Joanna, for taking time and, you know, coming on the SaaS issues podcast. And it's really wonderful to have you. And I think we discussed a lot of great things about, you know, webinars and I think, it'll be really helpful to the listeners as well. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And I really enjoyed being a guest of yours. And whilst we're on the topic of webinars, if I could just leave you with one final advice, given our COVID situation at the moment, and especially if you're based in Australia, if you're planning of doing a webinar, I would consider doing one at nighttime, like past 7.30 p.m., only because if you think about your target audience at the moment, it's very likely that they're homeschooling their children. So during the day, it would be a really tough and challenging time for them to do anything, especially watch a webinar. So definitely consider doing some nighttime webinars. Um, my experience with a few clients lately has been when they have done that, the registration and attendance rate have just gone through the roof. It's been really effective. So just a little tip for right now, these times. Awesome, awesome. That's, that's really helpful. Great. So yeah, thanks a lot, Joanna. Mm -hmm.